Welcome to the Wisdom Coalition podcast designed to show you how to propel your mindset so you can find more joy in every aspect of your life. Thank you for joining us as we share teachings from positive psychology and wisdom from health and wellness experts to help you flourish and thrive in life. If cultivating an inner world of peace is what you're interested in, you are in the right place. Special thanks to WFMZ and thank you for joining us. I'm Nancy Bertine. And I'm Kim Howie. Today's episode is brought to you by Perfect Six Marketing. Perfect Six Marketing is a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to perfectsixmarketing.com. All right, so... Why do we get so embarrassed when we fall? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not really anything to be embarrassed about. We all fall. But, like, if you fall, you're, like, so mortified. I remember when I was in middle school and my best friend always used to say, if we fall in the cafeteria, we have to change schools. (laughs) See, that is hilarious because I don't think I ever thought about falling ever in my life until I fell and broke my arm. Like, literally, I was like... I don't fall. Oh my god, like, I'm we, not a weeble wobble. We used to room, we used to ruminate on this all the time, and it's like we went to public school. We couldn't change schools. What the heck were we talking? We were always like, we got to change schools. Don't fall in the cafeteria. That is so funny. I guess it's just you know one of those things like think like we think about weird stuff, right? Well, when you did fall and break your arm, were you embarrassed? I, I don't think I was. That's the thing. I'm like I'm like I don't know. I think I was more mad at myself for being so stupid. Like I wasn't paying attention to where I was going, and I had my attention was on something else, and I, I didn't notice. And I literally fell off the side of the staircase. Like like who does that? Like I wasn't embarrassed. I was like that was just dumb. Well, when I fell off the curb and broke my wrist. I was embarrassed to the point where I tried to like deny <laughs> that I was injured. Oh <laughs> you know gosh. me. So well, yeah, I was but... totally fine. I was totally fine. I had like all this gravel like ground into the oh. palm of my hand. My knee was all smashed up. And I was like, I'm totally fine. Doesn't even hurt. I'm totally fine. I, I go to bed. I'm in so much pain. I wake up the next morning and my hand looked like, you, you ever take a rubber glove oh. and just like blow it up? Like oh. my hand looked like <laughs> I'm fine. Didn't even, I didn't even notice a thing. <laughs> yeah, see, we're so different like that. I'm like, I'm in my arm. I think it's broken. Because <laughs> well, you called me right away. I think I broke my arm. I know. You were like, you better go to the hospital. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we got a lot of uh, great feedback on our recent podcast, 266, on how to reconnect with the ones you love. And I know that listening is a lot mm. to do with that. So you've been doing a lot of research on listening. So I am all ears. Hmm. (laughs) I love it. Well, you know, it truly is a skill that takes practice, the whole idea of listening. Who who would know that? But, you know, I've actually been listening (laughs) to an audio book that's titled Just Listen. So Mm. you've got to love that, Mm. right? But it's uh, by Dr. Mark Goulstein. And he's apparently a well-known psychiatrist and an executive coach who's been brought in to help in in many high-profile hostage negotiations over the years. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, needless to say, he's well-trained in the area of listening. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has been an interesting book to listen to. And, yeah. you know, I, I took ferocious notes. As you know. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm always like, like you say about how I over-highlight, I also over-note take. <laughs> but at least you know I was listening. Yeah. Well, and the book is, um, you know, from what you shared with me, I mean, he's giving some basic information, but mm-hmm. it's pretty detailed about yeah. how our brains are designed mm-hmm. and, the imp- and the impact that this has on our ability to communicate with others. And, yeah. you know, our brain design's not exactly... Uh, simple. I know. Yeah, it was really cool. So he kind of talks about the fact that we have these three brains and he says that they are layered on top of one another. So they've sort of evolved over time. And he says, you know, that the lower part of the brain that 
I guess the first part of the brain he calls the reptilian brain. And he says, you know, that's the primitive brain. And it's where, you know, acting and reacting without a lot of thinking comes from. And it's that fight flight or freeze response happens in that rept in that reptilian brain. So I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, let me just say this. I love the reptilian brain concept <laughs> because it's all over science fiction. One of my favorite uh, authors, Dean Koontz, he's always talking about the reptilian brain. It's very cool. Anyway, sorry, God, sorry, yeah. I digress. Yeah. I but should, no, it, I don't <laughs> I don't read you don't listen to <laughs> you know. But I and you know, this whole idea, I mean I and then he goes on to the the mammal part mm -hmm. of the brain, right? The middle part of the, the brain, the seat of your emotions. Yeah. And I you know, I just I love all that. Yes, I know, right? And that's so where your amygdala lies, right? Yes. And you hear so much about that part of the brain with the emotions and stuff. But mm -hmm. then he says our logic brain, which is the upper brain, they call that the human brain, you know, evolve, is the the most evolved part of the brain. And that that's there to sift through the information that comes from the mammal and the reptilian <laughs> brain, right? And to help us make rational decisions. And basically what he says is it allows us to pause and think think, which is, you know, important mm -hmm. and, and an important part of listening. Right. And so if we really want, he, he kind of bounces back and forth in the book, which I think is interesting between, you know, skills for you to listen and skills for you to get other people to listen to you. Ooh. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Well, but I think it's also interesting, this awareness of how our primitive brain are, are this, you know, the, the reptilian, the seat of our emotions, the mammal part, you know, this understanding of, oh, so why do I sometimes just react, just mm -hmm. go to this or that space? And mm -hmm. sometimes, right, it's based in these things yes. in our brain, you know, so it's yeah. kind of a, a cool awareness thing. Yes, no, definitely. Well, and he says, you know, when you want to get people to really listen to you, you need to, you need to be speaking to the, their most evolved part of the brain, the human brain, that logical brain. Mm. And so we need to take people up and out of those lower and middle brains, he says. So mm. I thought that's, kind of an interesting visual to have, right? When mm -hmm. you notice that someone's in that sort of reptilian brain where they're kind of, you know, just reacting to what you're yeah. saying, yeah. you need to find a way to bring them up and out and back to the human brain. Yeah. You know? So I thought that was very cool. That sounds like a lot to think about when you're trying to communicate, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> right. You just need to identify, what brain am I speaking to right now? <laughs> Give me a clue. I'm, I said, I'm, are you talking to the reptile or the mammal? I'd like to speak with the human. <laughs> well, but he came up with these 11 basic rules mm -hmm. for connecting with people that can help us to, to understand. So I thought this first one was pretty cool. Get yourself under control first. You know, yes. it makes perfect sense understanding what part of the brain you're communicating from right yes yes absolutely and you know making sure that he says the key lies in the amygdala right so you need mm. to get control of mm. your emotions mm -hmm. and he says you know when we're emotionally hijacked that mm. there's you know there's just no time for us to think and you know, the same is true for when, you know, we're really scared. Mm. That primitive brain kicks in and, and we're just reactive, you know. So it's mm. like, okay, let's figure out mm. where we are. <laughs> you know, which yeah. part of the brain are we coming from and making sure that we can, 
you know, get ourselves. So, so, so the second part, actually, I really like, he says speed is everything, right? And so he mm-hmm. talks about how you move through those parts of the brain, you know, so you recognize that you're maybe coming from the reptilian brain. And he says that, you know, we can move from the reptile to the mammal, to the human brain mm-hmm. in about two minutes. Wow. If we, if we, um, you know, really put some effort into it and I like it, he calls it, you'll love this. He calls it the, oh shit to the okay process. <laughs> I thought of you when he said that, I was like, Oh, she's going to like that. (laughs) He says, you know, you start in that reaction phase, you know, where you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't fix this. This is horrible, right? And, you know, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. That's the reptilian, you know, part of the brain. But then we can move to the recenter and refocus phrase, you know, phase, getting into that, that mammal brain and getting the emotions under control. And then, you know, we can move from there to the I'm ready to fix this. And Mm. basically he says, you know, when you're in that middle stage where you're feeling all those emotions, that you need to put words to the emotions to cool down the Mm. amygdala, he says. Mm. So Mm. you need to name them. You need to say out loud Mm. what you're feeling. I'm feeling really scared. I'm feeling like I'm going to lose my job over this, that type of thing. And then, you know, breathe through those feelings in order to get your emotions under control and relax. And then, you know, he gives other words. He's like, okay, so then you're, you're breathing through and you're like, okay, you know, oh, well, okay. You know, things that you can actually just talk yourself through these different phases as you breathe and calm down and move yourself up Mm. through those different brains. That's so good. So interesting. Um, Okay. So his number three is rewire yourself to listen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We jump to conclusions a lot, you know, about people without asking or listening. He says that we hear others, but many times we just don't really listen to what they're saying. Like we're not really taking it in. You know, sometimes we view people through filters created by our own selves, our own past experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, without even really knowing people. So I I thought that was, you know, really so true. And he says that our brains are better at jumping to conclusions than they are at stepping back and analyzing. And this is a great quote. Perceiving is believing misperceiving is deceiving and prevents achieving. I did love that. Wasn't that a great quote? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mm. that that's a a key skill, right? And and then number four, Mm -hmm. he says, you know, how well do you know the people you know? Mm. And I thought this was an interesting concept because he says, you know, oftentimes we talk over each (laughs) other and not to Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when you really put a lot of thought into that, you'll notice that, that that happens very often. And you know, getting to know the people helps you to understand the reason why they act the way they do, right? So opening your mind and looking for the reason behind their behaviors. And, you know, he said the secret really that, that is the, what underlies the behavior can help you to change your mind. And it made me think about, have you ever heard that story about the dad on the bus with the unruly children and, you know, everybody on the bus is, you know, jumping to conclusions about, you know, what a terrible father they are and how they have no control of their children. And then it comes to light that the mother had just passed away. And, mm. and suddenly people's perceptions change, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and you recognize, you know, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, and you mm-hmm. jump to these mm-hmm. conclusions and you, you 
misunderstand, you yeah. know, you misperceive people. Yeah, and judge them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, so the next one is, you know, make the other person feel felt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true too. You know, you know, you always hear, you know, you're you're talking to and you're thinking about the next thing you're gonna say mm-hmm. instead of really listening and taking it in and, you know, saying things like, I understand what you're feeling or you know, other steps to make somebody else feel felt is, you know, attach an emotion to what you think the other person is feeling and then say, I'm trying to get a sense of what you're feeling. And I think it's blank. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? And if it's Mm -hmm. not, then what are you feeling? You know, by by really, you know, I, I, it seems that you're feeling afraid. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? It gives that person an opportunity to feel felt Mm -hmm. and feel heard and to clarify if that's not what they're really feeling right i do love that right and and of course that sparks empathy right you want the person to feel like you Mm -hmm. understand how they're feeling so Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i liked that term Mm -hmm. feel felt help them feel felt and and the next one is you know be more interested than interesting Uh and i thought Uh oh my gosh right so Uh listen more than you talk and and i love the saying you know we have one mouth and two ears right Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're supposed to listen twice as much as we talk but Mm -hmm. you know he talks about something called deep listening and i love this because he says, use the, the phrase, tell me more about that. Mm. And I thought, oh, I really like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, he said that, he said, don't just act interested, be interested. Mm-hmm. And stop thinking about conversation as a tennis match, right? It's not a back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that you want to learn as much about the other person as you can. And, you know, listen to what the person is saying rather than thinking about what you're going to say next. And, and ask pro- probing questions, you know, things that mm-hmm. really get to the heart of of who they are and, you know, what they're feeling and thinking. And I thought that was really interesting. But one of the things that he said was, ask questions the other person wants to answer, not ones you <laughs> want answered. <laughs> and I thought, oh, <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> well, that was great yeah. advice. Yeah. And and the next one he says is make people feel valuable and important, which, mm-hmm. of course, is, is uh, part of being more interested than interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but let them know they make a difference in the world. Tell them how they make your life better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and what he says, too, is that, you know, this goes even for people who are difficult. <laughs> and, you know, this was like a whole big part of the book. And I was listening very intently mm-hmm. during that part because I was like, OK, you know, he says people are difficult because they don't feel special. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really they complain because they don't feel valued and that they act out because they don't feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I thought, OK, I'm going to take that to heart and, you know, make sure that I, I make a point to make people feel valued and important in my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, that's a, so, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, you know, help people to exhale mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. And I thought, okay, you know, this is also something that I yeah. would like to put into practice, you know, helping people to release what is pent up inside mm-hmm. of them and asking questions that evoke emotions to open the doors to their mind, you know, mm-hmm. give them the time to vent without interrupting or without becoming defensive or debating. And, you know, it's interesting because I think this is an area that I have a hard time with with my kids because, of course, I want to jump right in and fix it, you right. know. And you I know. really have to learn to just keep my mouth shut mm. and let it's them so vent hard. and let them work through what's bothering them. But it's like, you know, as a mom, you, you spend so much time, mm. you know, when they're younger, like you know, fixing their boo-boos and helping them I do know. things. And as they get older, it's like you've got to back up a little. And well, let them, and, and it hurts them for vent. you to see them 
having uncomfortable yes, feelings. I know. I know. See, mm. you're getting defensive and debating <laughs> me right now. <laughs> Sorry. That's what we're not supposed to do. See, we're both in this together. <laughs> well, you, next thing is check your dissonance at the door. <laughs> Let go of I'm right and you're wrong attitude. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when you try to protect yourself from being attacked, the other person feels like they're being attacked. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it's so true. Well, and I thought that was an interesting point because he says that you can actually say to them, I feel like you're attacking me. Mm. And I'm sure you feel like I'm attacking you. Mm. But it's likely that we're both just defending ourselves right so you know can we start over again mm. with mutual respect mm. and imagine someone saying that to you you know of course yeah. it's going to get you to sort of think like yeah that is exactly how I feel and yeah I want to have a respectful conversation mm. so let's let's do that yeah. you know, and that takes some vulnerability which mm-hmm. is step number 10 mm-hmm. you know is 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 don't be afraid to share your vulnerability when yes. you show others you know they will Respond with kindness, I yes. would think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and in that part of the book, he talks about the mirror neurons, and and I love that. You know, I think that's so cool how our brains are actually designed like that to mirror one another. And so, mm. you know, when you show vulnerability, someone else will mirror that back to you, which is mm. really great. And he had this quote. He said, "Reveal your wounds, and odds are people won't pour salt in them. They will help you heal them." And I really liked that. I was like, "Oh, that's very cool." Well, the last one's my favorite. <laughs> Steer clear of toxic people. And, and, and he either confront them directly or walk away. And he calls that a jerkectomy. I know. I thought you would like that term. Isn't that awesome? That's a jerkectomy. So I was like, so that funny. is really great. Yeah. And, and he kind of goes through, like, you know, outlining a few different types of toxic people. Mm-hmm. You know, he, mm-hmm. he talks about mm-hmm. people who are takers or overly needy. You know, it's just never mm-hmm. enough. And he talks about bullies, you know, mm-hmm. and he just says, you know, don't play their game, yeah. you know. And, and he actually gives this quote where he says, you can dismiss them and say, life is too short to put up with crap from a bully like you. <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> and I'm sure you, you could even make that more colorful. But <laughs> But then he says, you know, narcissists, these are people, he says, actually don't mirror your emotions and they only think of themselves. So, Mm. you know, that was interesting. He said, they don't know how to say thank you or I'm sorry, which I thought was interesting too. And then here was the last one. He talked about psychopaths and Mm. he says that there are people who are ruthless and they lack the ability to connect emotionally. They're cold and they lack empathy. But one of the things he said that was really jarring to me, I was like, he said mm-hmm. one in 100. That's not a lot. Like, or should, or should I say that is a lot yeah. of people. You know, one in 100 people are psychopaths. I was like, huh. So basically, like, you just cut them loose. Like, right. if you're not listening to me, I'm just cutting you loose. Well, that's what he said. He goes, run away. <laughs> he said, they will use mm. you, manipulate you, and ruin you, mm-hmm. and not care. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, and I think his his whole point is, you know, you can try your best, but it's just not going to work with some people. Right. Right. They have to be receptive to this idea of listening, you know, in a reciprocal type of arrangement. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want a respectful relationship with people. So, yeah. Well, I am listening. And when I was listening to this podcast, I just want to point out that you cursed two times. Oh, And I didn't curse once. Okay. Well, uh, I was only cursing using the words that were in the book. Ah, well. Well, you still did it. <laughs> You're so funny. 
but who's counting? That's uh, right. <laughs> that's all we have time for. Thank you to our sponsor, Perfect Six Marketing, a trustworthy marketing extension of your business, bringing your brand to the world. For more information, go to perfectsixmarketing.com. And until next time, remember, stay connected to your why, feel your core energy with joy, and live your life from the inside out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you find some joy today.